Hello, Fluffers! Welcome back to Fluff It, a podcast for furries by furries. My name is Felix, a purple wolf from the United States. And my name is Uno, a green and pink raccoon from the UK. And welcome back to Fluff It! These, this is one of our few episodes where we are actually in the studio together. Woo! Yes, yeah, so this is our very first um, recorded episode of us actually being in the same room, so that's very cool. Now, today's topic, we are going to be talking about New York City. Now, why are we exactly talking about New York City? This is a furry podcast, not a travel podcast or anything New York related. So, other than the giant rodents in New York, you're probably wondering why the hell are we talking about this? Well, we recently had a trip to New York. Um, after Amfricon, we had a road trip to a few different places. New York was one of the kind of major stops. And we had some very interesting sites that we've seen that we would like to talk about today. Yes, so we are going to be talking about two things that I think, while they're not furry related, I think they would be very insightful to get furry opinions about and this to talk about as furries. And those two things are Broadway and then the New York City Times Square mascots. That, oh dear, they make me... <laughs> How is this not a Halloween episode? I'm getting <laughs> really scared already. But that is going to be our topic. And as always, if you have any uh, thoughts or opinions, please let us know. Comment or let on YouTube or on Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts. So with Broadway, so me and Uno, we or Uno and I, uh, the grammar wolf came in. Uh, <laughs> We went to see two Broadway plays. We got to see Beetlejuice and Into the Woods, and both were quite different. Yeah, so the first show we saw was Beetlejuice, which I've been wanting to see for absolutely ages. I've been waiting for it to come to the UK and it hasn't yet, so I'm so happy to have had the chance to actually see it. Anyone who knows me is going to know I'm a huge fan of spooky things, so I love the film. And I really, really loved what they did with the Broadway show. I thought it was an incredibly good adaption. Quite different from the original, but also the same in a lot of ways, which I think was a really nice balance of the two kind of versions. Yeah, and for me, I never watched Beetlejuice, the movie, so I went into it blind and I really enjoyed it. And then the other one, Into the Woods, was also very nice. I actually had some big-name actors, which surprised me. I didn't realize it until I was told about it afterwards. So, we kind of already went over some of this in our tips for performing in the fursuit. But I thought that there was quite a bit with the Broadway uh, plays that we saw that we could talk about with this performing in general in fursuit. I completely agree. So, I mean, obviously with the Broadway plays, the characters or the actors weren't in fursuits because they're mostly human characters. Um, but I did think there were some particular characters that stood out to me as being very expressive and very um, energetic with their performances. Uh, one being Beetlejuice himself. I think he was a really good example of kind of, I don't really know how to describe it, but sort of like big acting. So he was very energetic, very like out there. Um, and another example I thought was really good was the cow in Into the Woods. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that was a, like, barely any uh, speaking role. So uh, Into the Woods, the cow is occasionally different based by each show. So this one was a puppet that was commanded by an actor who kind of 
took control of the cow puppet and he was absolutely hilarious and amazing there's a point where the witch like it's like with the cow trying to resurrect it it's like you she points to like the other <laughs> side of the stage does the finger like notion come here the guy like comes and it's like deep breaths like rolls his eyes and then like very energetically vigorously re resurrect the cow and then he like took the cow from someone when he came back on stage very expressively and he was able to use the cow puppet to have so many different expressions this through movement i thought this was great for both the cow and beetlejuice as one observation i made was a ton of these actors moved a lot around the stage i think this is one thing uh, that shows confidence and this inner energy is being able to control the stage either if that is a literal stage or at a furry convention or a fur meet where you are interacting with people yeah and to sort of add on to that another thing that i picked up on um during beetlejuice was that there's a lot of scenes in that show where you've got a lot of characters on stage at one time and um, so a lot of actors will be on stage at once and I was almost unsure who to look at at different times because everyone is doing something at every time. Nobody's just stood around, everyone's acting. Um, and it was like just amazing seeing how even the characters who are kind of put to the back for a little bit are still doing something or making some kind of expression. And I think tying that into fursuit acting, a kind of tip that I've always thought about is like how would the character stand on, mm -hmm. even if they aren't particularly in the spotlight at some given time, they're still sort of acting the part in just how they stand or the kind of hand gestures and such that they're making. Mm. And that always stands out to me with fursuiters as well when they're sort of always in character. Yeah, I would definitely recommend watching Into the Woods if you want a play example, because you have the wolf who he's not really into play that much. He gets killed off pretty quickly, spoilers. But he has very villainous type movements, kind of creepy-esque. And then you have Little Red, our Red Riding Hood, and she's very childish. And then, like, as the performance goes on, much more mature. And you can, like, notice, not this based by this what how she says or speaks, but also by her movement and stature. I think one of my favorite moments with characters is when the narrator is like, who will they sacrifice in these trying times? And they all like turn towards him when he brings up morality and all that. And like, you, they don't say anything, but the body like expressions and attitudes to say everything. And I thought it was absolutely amazing and hilarious. Yeah, I completely agree. Both shows were really, really good examples of excellent acting and both both of the shows were just really funny as well, which I mean, I fully expected Beetlejuice to be hilarious, but I ended up laughing so much more than I thought I was going to. And with Into the Woods, I've only seen the film, which does have funny moments, but it is overall a little bit more serious than the stage show. So I was really pleasantly surprised to see how funny the stage show actually is as well. Yeah, if you go up to New York City as a furry, definitely check out Broadway, especially if you are either A, wanting just to do general fursuit performing, or if you actually want to do dance competitions or want to do that sort of stuff at furry conventions. I can't give any advice because if I gave dancing advice, it would be Fluff It in the hospital <laughs> and F Felix getting sued at court. 
But the other thing we wanted to talk about about New York is the New York City Times Square mascots. <laughs> well, where do we begin? <laughs> where do we begin with I mean, this one? Just now thinking about it, it's almost like we're talking about two opposites because we've just talked about how energetic and how amazing the performers in, <laughs> in Broadway are oh, and no. uh, the Times Square mascots are quite the opposite of that in every possible way. <laughs> it's like an apathetic furry at Anthrocon. This is something you never think you would ever see, but you do. So I, I knew about the New York Times mascots, um, this from being um, in New York a few times previously, seen a couple of videos about them, and this having this reading stuff about New York City before going up, and they are absolutely oh my goodness, where to begin as a furry? <laughs> uh, they do a lot of things incorrectly. I feel like uh, that furries have correct so if anyone is new to like who are these uh, groups of people uh the new york times mascots essentially these are people that will dress up as famous characters like mickey mouse minnie mouse uh spider-man uh elmo is a popular one the incredible hulk and they will try and take photos with tourists in new york times uh, square and if you get confronted by one of these groups, do not take the photo because they will ask for a large portion of money each. They will typically try and ask for 40 US dollars. They are, I think you can haggle with them, but it's, for me, you shouldn't be uh, paying for taking a picture with a mascot or a fursuit. That's something that never happened at football games, at Disney, at furry conventions, and I just feel like it's plain right scummy. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the only time I think that's somewhat acceptable is when it's a charity mascot, but even then, it's usually not obliged. And also, these people or mascots, they can get very kind of aggressive yes. or just very pushy. So. I, what I saw a lot of, um, I think I saw it a couple of times in person and I've definitely heard a lot online, is that they'll allow you to take a photo with them and not tell you beforehand that it's going to cost. I mean, at least if they said to you, oh, it's however much for a photo and then you could either decline or decide to do it, that wouldn't be so bad, but it's more so the fact that they'll let you take the picture and then pretty much immediately after they'll be asking for money and that whoever's taken the picture with them might not be expecting that, you know, and they might not really be wanting to spend that much because it's definitely not cheap. <laughs> yeah, there's like reports where people have been like scammed like 200 something US dollars. And I think the big challenge with this is they call it pack hunting. So there were like at least four mini mouses that day in New York Times Square that we were looking from the bar from above. And those same characters will get into the photo without even asking to be a part of it. They will photobomb and they will expect to get paid for photobombing too, which for me, that's just kind of like, as a furry, that just makes me like vividly red. Because that would be like if Uno was taking a photo with someone and I photobombed it, I'm like, 
pay up yeah. now, people would be like, Felix is so uncool! <laughs> and the other thing that they do that just absolutely drives me nuts, you're hearing a little bit of an angry Felix today, <laughs> is they do not wear their heads until, except when they take the photos. And like at furry conventions, I'm someone who do, who isn't bothered by that much because furries can be very, it's super hot to be in a fursuit. Uh, just coming out of Anthrocon and being stuck in that uh, room waiting for the parade for an hour. That was extremely difficult to keep that head on like most of the time. But just them, like, throwing it around, like, sl slinging it everywhere they go. It just doesn't seem like that they care that much about the performance. And this having that head, that ugly human face um, show, this ruins the experience, I feel like. I completely agree. So, I mean, to begin with, the costumes are bad. They're badly made, cheap rip-off costumes but I mean even that would be excusable if they were like better acting <laughs> um but yeah Showed minimal effort exactly like what you've just said I mean they they were at one point I noticed them like waving at people with the heads off uh, and like beckoning people over to take photos and it's like come on like this is just somebody in a very stupid looking outfit they haven't even got the the actual head on so obviously I mean, I, again, like what you said, I'm not like I'm not too strict on like, oh, everyone should stay in costume at all times because it does get hot and you do need to take breaks. But <laughs> I think when you're out in the middle of Times Square trying to get paid for being a character, at least put some effort into acting like a cartoon character and interacting with the kids and the general public, like at least make it a fun experience because it really isn't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the bad thing is it's it's supposed to be a fun experience, but then their greed and this, their apathy towards like the performance just makes it extremely stressful. And there's probably been a few families where that has ruined their trip, getting castled by four Minnie Mouses, five Elmos, and who knows what else. And... I mean, as a furry, like, it makes me very sad, but it also makes me happy in a way because this shows how much passion and how generous furries are. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I've been out on fur meets and I've had people try to offer me payment for taking pictures. They, I mean, they probably assumed it was a charity or something, but I would never accept money from strangers for just for a photo because, I mean, if I'm out at a fur meet or fursuiting in public, it's for fun it's to make people smile and it's for my own enjoyment and pretty much every furry i've ever met who's into public fursuiting like no one ever expects any kind of money for anything at all so it really does show how much passion furries have for performing and being in costume because we really don't do it for any other reason than the mm -hmm. fun of it yeah we don't get paid for it we don't hassle people over it I mean, it's just something that we absolutely love doing, and that's something that, like, I mean, I've always been extremely appreciative of that culture and how furries do it, but this made me even more appreciative after seeing this kind of the scumminess of uh, the Minnie Mouses, the, the Marios. I mean, and, like, 
Luigi was shorter than Mario. Not uh, okay. Rant over. <laughs> um, but it's just like it just drives me absolutely like bonkers and confused, confusing for me that people would try and like it's it's seen as a hassle, not as something fun. So if you do go to New York Times um, or New York City. Um, they are generally only in Times Square. New York City has actually passed a bunch of laws in the last few years to limit their power and their ability to hassle. They're constantly watched now by police officers since there's been tons of issues. I mean, there's one recently with Batman screaming and cursing at people. And if they do confront you while you are there, just don't like give eye contact just walk away and you can say no and if you do have a photo or if you are taking photos and they do confront you even if you're not taking photos of them that those are your images and they do not own anything about them so you do not have to pay them whatsoever as a as someone who's just doing photography coming from someone from the photography industry so I think it's incredibly important to talk about this because this is common across big cities. So London has it a little bit, if I'm correct. A little bit. They do very much seem to have tightened up on it in London. I past few times I've been in London, I haven't seen any mascots, but there are still other kinds of scammers who do similar sort of things. So yeah. it's good to be aware of at least. Yes, it's very good to be aware. Uh, and it happens other places and just remember that you ultimately have the power and don't let them intimidate you as much as they will try and guilt trip you or whatever. I mean, they will do some really uncomfortable things such as like putting their arms around you, like try and like ask for your name. They will really try and act friendly. Just don't give in to the two faces because I don't really want to be confronted by someone, you know, human face, and then a Mickey Mouse face above <laughs> in Times Square. Yeah, but that is essentially kind of all we wanted to talk about um, on today on Fluff It. So thank you so much for coming on and listening to us talk about New York City. Yeah, thanks for listening today. Um, I really had fun talking about this. I had a great time in New York, despite the mascots. <laughs> Luckily, we weren't personally affected by them, so they were more of entertainment than anything else. Yes. Um, but yeah, it is a really great city. I mean, if, you, if you're interested, I highly recommend visiting. Just be prepared for scammers and don't give in to them, like Felix said. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about. I hope that y'all found this episode interesting. As always, you can talk to us at on Instagram at Fluff It Podcast or either of our tags, Ramble and Explorer or Uno Raccoon, or you can email us at uh, Fluff It Podcast uh, at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or just YouTube. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And if you have any questions about New York City as either a furry or this in traveling, thank you so much again. and. This is kind of the beginning of a few shorter episodes. We are trying this out where we're going to be trying to release some episodes that are shorter, but more frequently, as well as our every other week regular episodes, which we are hoping to resume shortly. 
But until the next episode of Fluff It, stay fluffy and have a fluff-tastic day. And we will see you all very soon. Goodbye.